He's down there until Friday, from what I understand. So we'll come back and see him on Friday. They're doing some rehab work with him. So. Not that I'm aware of. I just know he's down there. They, Derek said, I mean, uh, Chris said he'd be back. I don't think it's Sergio. I mean, he's coming back on Friday. So we'll see where he is then. He said they're rehabbing him is what I was told. How's DeMarco coming along? Uh, he did a couple things yesterday. We'll see how he progresses today. Uh, so he's limited in practice yesterday, and we'll see you know, to what extent he can go today. With Cody Parkey, as I understand it, he had an MRI like the Wednesday before the Atlanta game that showed that this groin had healed. What do you make of that? I mean, is he just predisposed to tearing I mean, up his groin? Or as I said yesterday, it was a new injury, so it's in a different spot of where the other injury that he had, you know, pre-Packers game or whatever, um, or pre-whatever preseason game he, he did it in. I don't know if it was the whatever game it was, but it was a, it, this is a different injury. So what do I make of it? Is It's unfortunate for Cody. I feel bad for him. He's just such a uh, – works extremely hard at what he does. Um, most conscientious kid I've been around in terms of what he does from a kicking standpoint. But um, he had a great attitude when I talked to him the other day. He's going to be here every day. He's going to help Caleb out, you know, explain kind of where he's kicked before, kind of what the situations are. He's been down in Washington Stadium. He's been in, in our stadium and just kind of helped from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's going to be here. He's going to start rehab, and he's already started his rehab process. But uh, because of the, the nature of the injury, um, it was at least eight weeks. Um, before he'd be back to doing anything, which kind of eliminated the point that we could bring him back for anything. Why so. did Caleb Sturridge just feed out the other kickers you brought in? Uh, he kicked the ball through the uprights. Why was he better? Why was he better? He kicked more field goals than those guys did. So what do you know about his mental, his, the mental part of his kicking game? I know Phipps done a lot of research on him. Chris Shea, who was on our staff, was with him when he was at Miami and was uh, very confident in him. Kickoffs were, I guess. Yeah, he's got a heck of a leg. I mean, it, it explodes off his foot. So he was the best in both kickoffs and field goals when we had our tryouts. So. What's um, Jason Peters and Riley Cooper practice yesterday? Yeah, they got a nagging thing. I think uh, uh, they'll probably not go full today, and then uh, we expect them back this week, though. Chip, what is your concern level with Sam Bradford, uh, you know, moving the ball, getting it down the field? Is a lot of it on him? Is it? Is it Partially the receivers dropping some balls. It's a combination of everything. So, you know, I mean, we've had some drops, but there's been some times where guys are open and we didn't put it on them at the appropriate time. So it's a combination of both. And is that something that he's just coming back from the injury? He's learning the offense? Is it a combination of everything? Or is, do you think it's a specific thing that Sam needs? No, I think he missed two throws that he probably wants back in the Jets game. Does the Redskins offense change much with Deshaun in it versus when he's not in it? I think the offense has changed different than it was last year. I mean, we played two different quarterbacks last year and haven't seen Deshaun this year. So I think um, they're a little bit more run-oriented this year because of their backs. But I don't know if that's because Deshaun's not in or not, you know. So I, I couldn't – I mean, they, they threw the ball a little bit differently in both games we played them last year. So. How did Kendrick He got through, you know, so he'll, we'll see how much more he can do today. But he looked, he looked good yesterday. But I think with an injury like that Michael had, it's a progression thing. How does he progress during the week? So that um, – you know, we're encouraging where he is now. After the track, we asked you about the offensive line, but mm -hmm. free agency, too, until you added Moffitt, the special group you had. Mm -hmm. Why not add more depth there during March? April? Price tag of what was available in free agency was more than we were willing to pay. The, the, the depth you had returning, what did you think of that? I thought it was good, but I also don't think you can just take players for the sake of taking players, you know? If we drafted, we didn't have an offensive lineman drafted with a third-round grade. If we took them, we wouldn't have Jordan Hicks right now. So, I mean, there's there's always 
after the fact, you can say this, you can say that, but I mean, we're not going to reach and take things just for the sake of taking things. So. How's Tobin looked this year's preseason, the small sample size of the other day, compared to last year? When he's progressed, I think, just because he's third year here. You know, he's got more experience. He's got a better understanding of what's going on. Do you anticipate adding to the offensive line at all? We'll see. I mean, we'd like to have nine. That's that's the ideal number for us. But because of the we had two linebackers down that aren't on injured reserve candidate type guys, you know, and Michael and Kiko. So, you know, you're, you you got to kind of figure out where do I get that extra spot right now. And for us at this current time, it was it was in the offensive line. You know, there's there's you get another injury somewhere, you may have to compensate somewhere else. If in the ideal world, we'd like to have nine offensive linemen in the in the 53. But right now, we can't we couldn't do that just because of. Those two two injuries at the inside linebacker position. You've been pretty consistent in, after the last couple of drafts, saying there was nobody available in the rounds where we were thinking about drafting offensive linemen who was worth that pick. Is that remarkable? Did, were, were you surprised by that two years in a row that there wasn't a real good offensive line value in the second, third, fourth round? No, I mean, I I just think it unfolds the way it unfolds, and the, you know, and when you pick there. Probably a couple guys that go a couple picks before you. That you're, geez, I wish that guy was there. If he was there, he's probably rated higher than the guy we had. But you know, when 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 we look at the draft itself, it's we're always just kind of going all the way down. And as the names get picked, you take them off, and then you look at them and just say, who's the best available? And at the time, when and I said it then, and and it really was when we saw Jordan was the highest rated guy we had in the third round. So that's who we went with in the third round. You know, and then we decided in the fourth, um, we traded our pick. You know, which got us a third this year. You know, so. You know, there was some. There's a lot of ins and outs that go in in the draft day, but you know we're still going to take what's the best at a position. And I think when you reach at a position, you end up getting in trouble. You've always had a a very good offense here that's put up a lot of points, a lot of yards. What is your concern level now with the offense? I know it's early, just three games in. I'm just concerned with Washington. You know, I don't care if we score two points and win two nothing, or we score 52 points and win 52-51. We're concerned with beating Washington. We don't look at it as we need to do this. We need to do that. Is what do we do? What do we what do we need to do in the football game on Sunday to win the football game? What are the offseason areas of concern? Have been limited to the X plays. What have you seen out of that secondary these first three games in regards to keeping those key plays from not happening? Um, they're doing a better job, you know, than we did a year ago. We still need to clean that up, though. Uh, but I think it's the whole defense. You know, it's a combination of the rush, coverage, all of that. All of those elements add to what it is. Obviously, if the if the quarterback has a ton of time back there then he's got time to really push the ball down the field you know and that's what we kind of saw a little bit in the first week in the Atlanta game and we didn't get a great rush on on um, Matt in the first game and we also weren't great in coverage in that game so you know I think it's a combination of both I see I've seen improvement um, you know from game one to game two to game three so we, we just need to continue um, there's they took a couple shots you know Eric Rowe made a nice play on a breakup, and then Eric Rowe had an interception. Then they took a shot on Nolan, and I thought Nolan made a really nice play on the deep ball to Brandon Marshall. So, you know, I, I've seen improvement, but we need to continue to get better. Strictly, in the secondary, is it strictly a technique thing? Oh, it's everything. I mean, it's matchups, and how do you match up with who you're at, you know, who they are, you know, and, and is there a double? Is there a safety over the top? But if there's safety over the top, are you lighting the bomb? I mean, there's a lot of different combinations or, or reasons that go into it. So, when, when you're how's, your, at, how's your defense look different now with Joe Barrow well, they're a little bit they, they they were a little bit more four down at times um, yeah. now than they were under Coach Hazlitt. But um, you know, I think the big thing with Joe's group and Joe's they're always sound. You know, and uh, they they don't they're second rank defense in the NFL right now. They're um, they can stop the run with their guys up front. They're gigantic up front. You know, 
I think Knight, Knight may be the biggest inside guy in the league right now. Um, they've got another real talented guy in Hatcher who's been, whether we played against him in Dallas or in Washington, is a guy we have great respect for. He's a tremendous inside defensive lineman in this league. I mean, when they go to their four-down package, they got Ryan Kerrigan, who's one of the better defensive and outside linebackers in the league. Trent Murphy's playing really well for him. They have a young rookie in Preston Smith that's playing a lot of snaps for him. Um, so they can, they've stopped the run with just their front, and they got two really good inside linebackers in Perry Riley and Keenan Robinson. They've been able to stop the run with that, so they're keeping the ball in front of them. They're not allowing really big explosive plays just because their front can handle the run defense, and I think that, that's a big challenge for our offensive line going into this game. When, when you were looking at Snoppy Jenkins in free agency a year ago, a year and a half ago, how much did you take into account like the intangibles? I mean, I guess because obviously you saw that Sunday with them playing like so many different positions, mm-hmm. you know, changing the spots like in the game and all that. Mm-hmm. I think you you go back to a lot of times because you don't have exposure to him when he was with the Saints, but go back to what our scouts looked at him when he was at Ohio State, and what you know that's where you kind of get that information from. Um, the evaluation in, of the NFL stuff is really just off of film and tape. You know, you don't get a chance to go in and interview a guy in free agency and say, hey, ask the coach that coached him, tell us about him, because you know that team may want him back. So, you know, there's not a lot. There weren't conversations between our staff and the Saints from that standpoint, but. Um, the one thing that stuck out to us in terms of what we're looking for for safety is that you have to be able to play down and you also have to be able to be, play high and I think it's you know it's not coincidence that both of our safeties were both corners to start their career because you need to be able to cover we're not a traditional one high safety another guy in the box type of defensive operation you know we play right and left safety and they they both could be down at times they both could be high at times and, and it really takes a guy that's got some versatility and um, we saw that that's why he was he was our number one free safety that we were looking at um, in free agency two years ago so you guys do a lot of preventative stuff with injuries uh, what were the numbers showing you with with parking um, you know were there red flags leading up to this or no. you know, how do you no, he actually said he was feeling as good as he was just before the week leading up to the to the Jets game. So, is there any connection between the late season, uh, late last season injury, and the, and the one now? I don't think so, but I I investigated. You know, we do a whole when a guy's injured that goes on IR, they'll go back and look at everything and try to see you know kind of the reason where. But I didn't. We haven't I haven't gotten any information on that right now. On most of the same yeah, they go through. Ryan and Sam go through every throw that he makes in every game, and have sat down and visited on all that stuff. So you said you said back in camp, how Nolan Carroll had the most important player. What did he do to get to somebody? A good question for him. Exactly what he did before he got here. But when he got here on April 20th, he was our most competitive guy in the weight room. He was our most. Uh, consistent. You talk about a guy that just kept hitting PRs, whether it be in bench, squat, all of our lifts, PRs and our runs. I think, you know, a, a lot of guys take that time from at the end of the season till April, maybe his time off. I think he, he uh, it was obvious to everybody that it would, that he didn't take that time off. He worked extremely hard. So when he got here and it chipped, what, <coughs> excuse me, it's definitely showing up now. I think he's doing a, a heck of a job. He earned the starting corner job, you know. We talked to those guys that were coming back. It was wide open. Really, the only guy that was an established player that was coming in for us was Malcolm. And then the rest of it, you know, let's go see how it shakes itself out. You know, and, and Nolan's experience was as a dime mostly for us. You know, was really good at it. But you know, could he be an outside corner? And, and I think he showed to us um, that he could be an outside corner. He's playing really well right now. Is that what you thought he was when you signed him? 
we didn't know exactly what it was. We knew he was an outstanding special teams player, and we thought he had an opportunity to be a corner for us, and we'd see how he developed. And, and the credit really goes to him in terms of how hard he's worked and making himself not only, and he was a great special teams player for us last year, but not just a good special teams player, but then taking that step to becoming a starting uh, starting corner in this league. And he's doing a really good job at it right now. Has it been decided that Tobin is the starter? Now we're still looking at that. I mean, we got we haven't been in pads yet, so you know we got two days. Our two big work days are today and tomorrow. But um, you know, Matt Matt will get the first shot at it, but we'll take a look at, at how that goes these next two days here. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.